Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello and welcome to this week's Through the Noise podcast. Today, the CIO office will be releasing the Q4 investment report entitled Navigating a Difficult Near-Term Outlook. My name is Hannah Chu. And today, I will be speaking to our Chief Investment Officer for the AME region, Manpreet Gill, about some of the conclusions reached in this report. Things that we will discuss include, what are the risks of a global recession? Is cash king once again? What do higher interest rates mean for investors? And how should investors navigate the current investment climate? So thanks, Manpreet, for being here today. Let's start with the economic outlook. So I guess the focus remains on central banks and the fact that they continue to raise interest rates sharply. So does this raise the risk of a recession? Um, hi, Hannah. Um, that's a great question. And you're right, we very well seem to be moving in that direction. Now, several indicators in a US monitor have triggered recession warnings uh, in recent months, as regular listeners will know. Initial warnings came from slumping consumer confidence in the first half and from an inverted government bond yield curve. But over the past month, more indicators have signaled a heightened risk of recession. We've got a renewed bear market in U.S. equities, a fall in new orders to inventory ratios below one, um, and the conference board's U.S. leading economic indicator has turned negative, uh, at least in year-on-year terms. Now, the latest warning, of course, came from the Fed's 75 basis points rate hike, uh, which did take the benchmark rate uh, to about 3.25%, which is above the estimated so-called neutral rate of about 2.5%. Um, so that means that potentially turns monetary policy uh, quite, you know, restrictive uh, with policy apparently likely to tighten further uh, from this level as well. Having said that, though, I would say that recession is far from certain. Um, the U.S. job market does remain robust with job openings near record highs and household savings are still at over $2 trillion U.S. trillion, uh, which should help support consumption, which ultimately counts over three quarters of economic activity. Now, I guess to bring it together on balance, we do see about a 75% probability of a U.S. recession in the next 12 months. Uh, But if anything, the risks seem a little bit higher in Europe, of course, given the greater impact of of the Russia-Ukraine conflict uh, through the energy prices channel. So that, of course, leaves authorities with very few good options, especially as the volatility in UK this week did illustrate. Yeah, that does sound like quite a scary environment for investors. So, you know, does this and the fact that deposit rates have risen make cash a more compelling asset class then? Well, the challenge we're all facing uh, is that the performance of traditional portfolios has been pretty dire this year. Global equities are down around 25% and the reality is bond markets have hardly fared much better than that. Even over the past month, we've seen equity lose around 9% and bonds have lost about mid-single digits. And Asia, of course, has underperformed from an equity perspective, but actually has outperformed from a bond market perspective. Now, It's human nature to find anchors and overweight recent information. So it's frankly no surprise that investors are looking to hunker down uh, and cash seems to be one obvious place to do this. And it's not just that factor. The reality also is that yields on cash have risen sharply this year. And that does add to the positive narrative for cash. Now, cash, which we do loosely define as deposit or any form of T-bill or yielding instruments with less than a 12-month horizon, has indeed become a little more attractive, in our opinion. Um, But I'd say higher yields are an important part of this, in addition to the obvious safe haven appeal, of course. Now, against the backdrop of heightened economic and policy uncertainty, um, 
we do believe having an overweight allocation to cash does make sense. Um, and of course, the exact number will differ depending on your risk appetite. Uh, this can be as high as 25% for conservative investors or in the region of 5 to 10% for moderately aggressive investors. However, I would say that at times like this, it's important to remember that cash is ultimately unlikely to be king over, over time. Um, you know, yields may very well have risen, but they still remain negative in real terms given where inflation is. And in the current environment, that means cash is ultimately still losing purchasing power. But over longer periods of time, we also know that other asset classes generally outperform cash and protect better against inflation. That's the reason why, you know, while we, we see cash as one preferred assets right, right now, we think it's equally important not to have an excessive allocation to cash or indeed important not to overstay your welcome. Right. So I guess then the next question will really be, you know, what does the higher interest rates really mean for the other asset classes? Well, that's a great question. Um, many of us will be aware of the use of the acronym TINA, or there is no alternative. Now, this was a pretty compelling narrative uh, after the 2008 global financial crisis. And the theory there was, since cash paid you close to nothing, uh, investors were forced to take on additional risks to achieve their investment objectives. However, with interest rates going up sharply, this should mean the reverse. Um, so in other words, investors uh, could fall out of love with stocks and bonds so much that they declined sharply in value. I'd argue that, you know, we've seen a lot of that already this year, um, as, as we alluded to in some of the numbers I shared earlier. Um, you know, could it continue in the short term? Yes, that's possible. Uh, but having said that, I would we would expect it to normalize at some point. Let's not forget that this is only the fourth year in the past 150 years where bonds and equities have delivered negative returns. Um, that demonstrates that this type of environment is ultimately quite rare, and that makes it quite unlikely to extend significantly into the future. Right. So, you know, I'm just trying to tie it all together. So I guess what investors would be you know, ultimately interested in is how would you then advise them to you know, sort of manage in this environment? Well, in our view, it's it's not a time to overextend yourself. Uh, while markets are probably priced in a modest recession, the pace of policy hikes does raise the possibility that any recession could be sharper than, than currently priced. This means there are still significant risks of short-term equity market weakness. Uh, meanwhile, the central bank's singular focus on fighting inflation also means bond markets are likely to be quite volatile, at least again in the short term. But for long-term investors, I'd, I'd also add the lens that this environment is potentially very rewarding, as it will allow us to pick up assets, both on the equity and bond side, at what are now discounted levels. Now, for now, the clouds still seem very dark, uh, but they will clear. And normally, they clear faster than investors norm, you know, usually expect. Now, we see, of course, a particular opportunity in income investing, um, and that includes in high-quality uh, credit uh, credit bonds, floating rate debt, as well as high dividend yielding equities. And of course, from a currency market perspective, uh, while we do expect the dollar to strengthen further, at least in the short term, um, over the next one to three months, uh, which may offer investors another way to profit in the current environment. Well, thank you very much, Manpreet, for helping guide our listeners through you know, what continues to be a very difficult investment environment to navigate. And thank you, listeners, for joining us. Um, next week, we will be launching a series of Through the Noise podcasts to discuss different areas of the investment outlook in more detail. So please look out for those. We'll end here and we wish you a very successful week ahead. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.